Hi there, it's Marguerite here, and I am so glad that you have tuned in to this week's episode of Finance Savvy CEO, because we are talking about an incredibly important topic, and it's all about money mindset. Money mindset's one of those things that we hear about, but we're not quite sure what it entails, but it could be holding you back from really being able to reach the profit potential in your business that you are meant to reach. And that is why I am so, so excited to be having such a special guest on today to talk to you all about money mindset. We have Kelly Chase here with us today, who is a business and mindset coach. She helps women to scale their businesses by mastering their self-worth, and you are in for such a treat. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. How are you? I am doing fabulous. I am so excited to talk to you about this topic today on Money Mindset, Kelly, because you are absolutely the guru when it comes to mindset and getting your mind to think in such a way that really allows you to prosper and really generate abundance in your life. So before we dive in, because I am thrilled to have you, I want to give you a chance to kind of tell the listeners a bit about all of the incredible things that you do with helping women to scale their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. I'm, this is just so great. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so I... I actually came from health coaching and after, so I did a reality TV show um, a couple years ago and it was released earlier this year on Netflix. Love is Blind, if you haven't heard about it, um, go check it out. But that was kind of the catalyst to me stepping more or stepping into like the business and mindset space because I had this incredibly emotionally charged experience happen for me and I just felt very all out of sorts. Long story short, I wound up hiring a business and mindset coach to help me with my health coaching business. And in the meantime of me working with this fabulous woman for four months, I was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm changing <laughs> what I'm doing. And because she did so much to my mindset, I mean, around money, around receiving, around just abundance altogether, manifestation. Um, and she was based, I mean, she was like a therapist for me in a lot of different areas of my life because everything that we do is connected, you know? So how we're showing up in one area of our life we may be overcompensating for another area of our life or we're avoiding things in another area of our life. Like it truly is, goes back to your mindset and how your belief system works, shows up, your fears, your limiting beliefs and all of that. So I, uh, I made the career pivot to the business and mindset coaching space myself. And, uh, you know, basically what I was taught was that business strategy alone will not get you to where you want to be. It may, I mean, and there are people that thrive off of business strategy and that's great, but there will come a time that they're still maybe craving more in life, but they're like, but why, but where's the block? Like, why can't I get it? And this could be like a multiple six figure earner, like, but they, they're always going to hit this just wall because they haven't, there's something energetically blocking them. So what I do, I have the business strategy and I merge it with the energetics of business, aka the mindset coaching. So I help my women really understand what their fears are that are keeping them stuck from creating the profit and the success that they're actually desiring in their business. 
I love that so much, Kelly, because, you know, you and I were chatting um, a couple weeks ago now and was talking through how oftentimes, you know, the work that I do with business owners around creating their financial plans and really helping them to reach their profit potential, um, you know, it's awesome. Love the work I do. But the reality is, Kelly, is that sometimes individuals are not achieving the financial success that they can see in their business because it's almost like they don't feel that they are deserving of it, right? It's like they are unaware of that they are worthy of those returns, that they are worth those prices that they can charge. And so what I'd love to hear from you, Kelly, with the work that you do is, What's some advice that you would give that entrepreneur who's really having a challenge around knowing that she is worth that profit that she can make in her business, that she is worth those prices that she's charging for her in her business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it it is connecting to your self-love and your aka your self-worth and how I do that and how I've done that over the last few years now is practicing savers. This is one thing that I do. And the savers concept is something that I learned from the book, The Miracle Morning, written by Hal Elrod. Uh, Savers is an acronym for silence or meditation. A is for affirmation, V, visualization, E for exercise, R for reading, and then the last S is for scribing or journaling. And I typically try to do each of those, like, like spend an hour with myself every morning when I wake up. So whether that's, you know, 10 minutes of each one of those, because there's six, either 10 minutes or you do like five minutes of some of them and 20 minutes of a couple of them, you know, um, sometimes I'll find myself even going over an hour and a half of because I'm like, I start writing a paragraph for journaling and then I'm like three pages deep, <laughs> I'm like lost track of time, something you definitely have to set a, a timer for, but spending the first hour or maybe you don't have an hour you don't, you know, maybe you don't want to wake up an hour early. So maybe 30 minutes or even 15 minutes, at least you're spending the first amount of time of that day. You're actually focused on yourself because most of us, we don't focus on ourselves like ever. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to spend that time with yourself. And maybe the morning isn't the best time for you, but I promise like you'll start to love it. Um, Maybe it's for the evening when you're getting ready for bed, you know, maybe do this practice then. Um, But yeah, most of us don't hone in on ourselves because again, we're either trying to like void it out. We don't want to feel the feels. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feel, you know, so we void it out with, you know, obsessively working out or obsessively working, (laughs) Um, you know, and then we're like, oh, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time to do this. I don't have time. And, you know, something that was really brought to my awareness um, over the last year too. Someone, uh, one of my fellow coaches, she was like, you know, some people, people always say that they don't have time, but time is a man. It was a man-made, like a created thing made by man as a tool to use, but no one uses time as a tool. Mm. We all say we don't have time to do things. And so a lot of us just bypass our self-care work, our self-love work, because again, we don't, we don't want to feel the feelings. We don't want to hear the thoughts that are going on in our head. And a lot of people, like even with journaling, I always tell people, I'm like, I know that if you have resistance to it, but it's because you don't want to see the thoughts that are going on in your head actually on paper because it's confirming what's cre- what, what is actually going on. Mm, Kelly, that is so, so powerful, right? You, you mentioned that 
it's almost, it sounds like you're almost saying that we're fearful to look at ourselves in that mirror. There's the fear of looking at what's actually in our heads. Like we're scared to maybe see it because once you see something, you have to put attention on it. Yes, exactly. It's bringing awareness to it. But as soon as you bring awareness to it, it's such a beautiful thing to be like, whoa, this, this is what is keeping me back. This is what is holding me back. And how can I change this? Because I don't want to live this way, you know, and and maybe that's diving more into personal development or, you know, self-care things, or maybe it's hiring, like making the investment in hiring a therapist or a coach of some sort, you know, or an advisor of some sort, like, you know, you, the thing to create change is like, you have to make an investment, whether it's monetarily your time or your energy, you have to make that investment in yourself in order to create the change that you're looking for. Yes, I know that I am going out and getting a journal today and yes. doing that journaling entry because I think that you're really right when you know, a, a lot of the entrepreneurs and small business owners, when we're so trained to work heavily on our businesses and improving the state that our business is in, but sometimes you can get lost in working on your business that you forget to work on yourself but without being really keenly connected to yourself and those beliefs, well, ultimately you are the business, right? Take yourself out of it. That business can't function without you. If you're, you're the one who's actively building it and growing it. So you have to make sure you tend to that you and making sure that, Hey, I'm spending that time on myself just like I'm spending that time on my business. Yeah, exactly. And another, like one of my favorite things that I've learned also is, um, is the, uh, the power of like the feminine and masculine energy. A lot of us are surviving. I would use that word as surviving in masculine energy where we could be thriving in feminine energy. And what I mean by that is, okay, so what you were just saying about, you know, you're, you're so consumed with your, with your business as an entrepreneur, it's like you're, you're working hard, you're hustling, you're grinding, you're, you know, you want things to happen, you want things to be successful, but again, you're never really creating the space in your day for you or for relaxing or for going out and just like disconnecting or going and having fun and playing, you know, because you're so like, oh my God, I have to, I have to do it this way because this is the way that everyone else is doing it and they're really successful and they, they made it, you know, they made six figures doing it this way or a million dollars. They, and they just grinded the whole time. They have to hustle. And that's like the biggest thing that I hear from my clients is like, okay, to be successful, I have to work really hard. And where you kind of have to like, think of it as the masculine energy is this control. You have control. You have like a really tight grip on everything where the feminine energy is very like flowy and just easy and fun and playful and pleasurable and receiving. So if you have a tight grip on things all the time, where is the space to create the flow? Mm. So if you're expecting, if you're wanting money to come in, money is in constant flow. Money is actually a feminine energy. So you're actually, if you're constantly just holding this tight grip on everything in life, you're kind of blocking that flow, aka money, from coming in. Oh, wow. I love that, Kelly. So it's as much as we tell ourselves we have to be heads down, we have to be heads down creating, hustling all the time. 
well, we actually could be working against ourselves when it comes to letting that creativity flow, letting the money flow, because we're not giving ourselves to the space for that feminine energy to allow that to come into our lives, into our businesses. Right. Yep, exactly. I love that, Kelly. Now, you said um, something that really stuck with me. You said you are the source of your income. Your clients are not the source of your income. And then you go on to talk about how it's that you're the one who shows up. You're the one who develops the programs. Talk to me a bit about that, because I believe that that is a true shift in mindset with how you think about the way that you generate income in your business. Yeah, absolutely. So oftentimes, and again, it's something I hear in the online space uh, more, you know, often is that, um, you know, people are always like, I have to find my clients. I got to get my, I got to get my clients. I got to find people and like, you know, that are going to like sign up for my programs or, or, you know, services or buy my products. And it's like, okay, like any, there, you know, any like major company out there, like they're not necessarily like reaching out to us consumers telling us to like, Hey, are you going to like buy the next thing? The next like iPhone? Like, no, they just show up, show the product. They do the commercials. They, you know, some that stuff speaks for itself. Lower end entrepreneurs. Okay. Like my thing is like show up and serve. So a lot of us, we get fearful of showing up because of judgment, insecurities, and fears around all of that. You know, we, we don't have that confidence to show up. And what I mean by showing up, it's like, doing things like this, like doing podcasts or, um, you know, public speaking or showing up on your Instagram live or creating a video, like just getting yourself heard and seen more talking about your program, product or service, like just showing up to serve people, not expecting like, okay, I'm doing this because I'm like, I need a client. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you are showing up. So you're creating, you're creating the flow. You're creating the, the program product or service. Like I said, you are your own source, your clients, like, as I just said a minute ago, money is flow. So money flows through your clients. They're not the source of money. It just flows through them. So you are creating, you are, you are the source of like that generation though, because it's flowing from somewhere through them to you. And then obviously you have to pay your bills or do whatever or create more impact and invest in things. And so it goes back out. But you have to be in alignment with yourself and in integrity with yourself and you are showing up. So you're actually generating that flow from coming in. But it's just flowing through your client. Oh, Kelly, you are dropping such gems. And the way that when you describe that, what I really visioned as well is it's who you're giving power to. It's almost as if if you you have the mindset where it's you need that client, you're getting money from them. You know, you need that income from them. You need that client so you can have the money. What you're doing is then you're giving the power to someone else versus having the mindset of I'm showing up, I'm providing value. Those are all things that you can control. You were in control of that versus giving someone else the power to be able to control your flow of money. Exactly. Exactly. And and when you're thinking in that way, you're, that's your, your growth, your, you know, your growth slash abundance mindset. Because you're just showing up in your flow, in your creativity, just as you are in your zone of genius. And then, um, but if you're not, if you're like, okay, I have to launch this thing because then, you know, 
it'll attract these clients and then I'll make more money and then I can do this and have this and whatever. It's like you're constantly, if you're, if you're expecting the money to come from the client, which it will because you're just showing up. But when you're, when you're putting your focus on them as the source, it's coming from that lack mindset, your scarcity mindset. Oh, so that's what you're then generating. So you're, you're kind of like emitting that. And maybe that's part of why the reason why you keep hitting these roadblocks is because you're constantly in a state of lack. Yes. And speaking of lack, I think that's a really good, um, you know, segue to something I wanted to talk around and around instilling actually a positive mindset. Because one of the things I hear a lot is like, Marguerite, I get that I need to have a a positive money mindset, but I'm not sure how to do that. And one of the things that I always talk a lot about, Kelly, is being able to actually budget and put in your financial things, financial plan, things that make you happy, things that make you feel good, things that make you feel like it's worth it. And so what it becomes is, is you're creating this financial plan that has embedded things that make you happy within it versus having just things that you feel like you need to do or have to do to keep your business running. And and it's a a bit of a shift in, you know, being excited to create that financial plan, being excited to create the budget, because you know that something in there is embedded that's a part of your why and what you get value out of. But I would love to hear from you. What are some other things that you, you know, you recommend to entrepreneurs, small business owners to really create or instill that just positive money mindset? Absolutely. So I have two things. One is to write out your money beliefs or your money stories, like everything from when you heard what you heard as a child, you know, like around rich people, wealthy people, poor people, uh, what success looks like, what what you think the definition of success means, you know, for you, um, you know, anything. Like, for example, okay, when I was younger, maybe watching like 101 Dalmatians, okay, like we have Cruella DeVille, who is just this evil woman, but she's very wealthy looking, right? She's got her like furs on and everything. <laughs> so as a child, you could associate wealth or rich with evil. Mm. So if, and if that was the case, or you grew up where people use their money in a poor way, then you could associate that and you could be like, oh no, like having a lot of money, people just do really bad things with it. So, or maybe you, maybe you yourself were like addicted to gambling or something at one point in your life. So you know that it's so good when it's good, but then it goes away and you lose it or it's bad. You know, there's, there's so many different like stories and beliefs that we hear or we see, or we're told we conjure up, or we just like witness like in a magazine or on TV or something. And, but we have to just like ask ourselves, is that universally true? Because oftentimes our money beliefs are what is, well, it is, it's blocking you from receiving the money. Because like I said, if you think, if you think that having a lot of money is bad, but you want money and you want a lot of money and you want to make a lot of money, but you think this way, then how are you ever going to get it? Because, well, then if you have a lot of money, aren't you going to be bad too? Mm. Mm. So you have to ask yourself, but is that universally true? So there, so then you like find proof of the people, People that have a lot of money who are doing really good things with it. 
So it's like you you have to like find your like social proof in a sense, but also even if you didn't have that proof, ask yourself, but would I act that way? Like I want to do good things with money. I know I will do good things with money and I want money and I desire it because I know I'm going to create more impact in this world by having it. So you, you could, that's your universally true statement right there. And then you're like worth it. So then I, I love that. It's almost like too, Kelly, that I hear you're saying it's you're, you're challenging yourself to carry that thought through. Yes. You're challenging yourself to say like, yes, I think this, but not only why, but like, can I disprove it? Right? Yeah. Like, it, is it really true what I think? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like every, every little story. And I mean, I wrote out money beliefs one time. It was like two to three pages long. <laughs> like, it was really long because I mean, it's, it's like everything because you could, it could go down to the fact of like how people tell you how men should treat you with money. Like, oh, guys should always pay for things. Guys should always open the doors. Guys should always do this. And like, maybe that's a belief or maybe that's like, whose story is that? Is that your story or is that your mom's story? Like whose story is that? And yeah, maybe, I mean, for me, yes, I would like for guys to wine and dine me, of course. But, <laughs> but I also, I also enjoy in my past relationships, I like offering to pay or I like getting it sometimes. I'm like, no, you know what? I got this. Versus there are some people out there, they just expect the people to pay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and that could be, that could be their belief. That's totally fine. I just don't have that. Like, I like knowing that I have some money. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, absolutely. But it is, but I love what you said. And I think it's such a gem, but it is first, it starts back and it ties into something you said earlier, though, as well as recognizing it, right? Like, is, is that in my mind? Is that there something that I think, but recognizing that it's there so that you can challenge it? Because without acknowledging it, you can't change it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what the like savers concept, just that self-care work will really help you do because you're actually taking the time to journal out these thoughts and bring awareness to it. And as, as, and this helps improve your emotional intelligence as well. Um, because you're actually, that's what emotional intelligence is. It's heightening your awareness to things and how you can respond versus react, you know, to your own personal stuff, but then how other people trigger you and, and all of that as well. So it just really strengthens your awareness. Um, the other thing that I was going to say too, is to help people move through their money challenges is being grateful for everything like money in money out. And a lot of us, you know, it's like we get, get our mail and we get a bill. I mean, granted people are probably electronic bills these days, but either, (laughs) whatever you get what I'm saying, but you know, or you do pull up your bank account and like all of a sudden, like your money's like auto drafted out to like pay your like other bills or something. And you're like, you know, and you constantly, and, and you just immediately, that's just your, your reaction. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my God, now I can't go to dinner. Or, you know, it's like that type of mindset is like lack. It's a scarcity mindset again. Like you're not even, a, you're not appreciating the fact that you have electricity in your home because every time you get your power bill, you scoff. Mm. So if you just appreciate the fact that it's actually paying for something that you're utilizing, then like gratitude is just the biggest thing. The gratitude is like the biggest manifester of all things. I mean, 
uh, the more gratitude, the more grateful that you are for things. I mean, your ups and downs, your, your wins, your losses, challenges, triumphs, everything in life, you know, even your experiences that you go through, if you lost your job, let's just say, and I mean, yes, I totally understand. I have been in, I have myself been in financial depression and these money stories, all of the money exercises, this is what helped me get out of this. But so I have been in a place of lack and felt like I was drowning before and it's a very depressive place. So I get it totally do. But the more that I just, I, I, I said affirmations like money is coming to me. Well, you know, having money feels good for me. I would like write these things out. And I have a specific money mantra that I like write out every single day too, because I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow myself to sit with that thought and believe it that I'm, you know, I failed mm-hmm. or that I'm nothing, you know, but so I say my money affirmations and I send gratitude. Okay. Well, you know what? I might be $40,000 in debt, but Hey, you know what? It was the, I made some great investments with that credit card. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm really grateful. <laughs> Oh, but I love that so much of coming from a place of being grateful. You know, one of the biggest expenses for companies sometimes is the people spend and having to make those payroll checks every two weeks, whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I love so much that you said being grateful is because at the end of the day, while that payroll check that you had to write out may have made your bank account drop. But guess what? You had a team that was willing to show up for you. A team that was willing to work for you and to spend their time working with you on your vision. And that is something to be so grateful for. And so once you're grateful for it, the mindset shifts to, okay, this is something I need. I am grateful for it. How can I shift to abundance of maybe if I'm sure, how do I create, um, you know, different changes within my business to be able to sustain paying this person who is showing up for me because I am thankful that they are right. And it's stopping yourself in your tracks with being grateful. And I love that so, so much, Kelly, because when we think about how many things we may complain about or levels that our businesses have not reached, but then shift it and think about what you have achieved, what levels your business has reached. And it instantly pulls you out of that place of like, okay, wait, let me pause. Let me check myself because there's so much to be grateful for. Yep, exactly. And the more that you um, appreciate and celebrate things in life, like I said, the wins, the losses, the hard times, the good times, like the universe responds because they're like, oh, she appreciates this or he appreciates that. I'll give them more. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Kelly, today was such, such a treat. Um, You know, from talking through just how do they shift that positive mindset to being able to really recognize. And that again is so key, the reckoning, recognizing like, yes, like I do have these beliefs. Let me challenge them. Let me see if they're actually true. What am I not facing? And let me face it so that I can make a change. Like this is going to be game changing for the listeners there today who may have ever struggled with that money mindset piece of being 
able to know that you are worth those prices that you're charging, that you do have the ability to reach those financial goals. No, they are not dreams that you have or financial dreams. No, you can achieve them and they can be reality. So Kelly, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. This was absolutely incredible. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you for holding space for me to share. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Finance Savvy CEO with our fabulous guest, Kelly Chase. I cannot wait to see you next week where we will be diving in talking about financial lingo. See you soon. 